Greetings, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. For this episode, we will be discussing Scott's trip report to National Harbor, Maryland, and we will also speak about the royal wedding. As always, we will conclude with our very popular Stuff We Love segment. Now let's meet the hosts. I'm Joe. I'm Scott. And I'm Neil. And you're listening to the Stuff We Love podcast. Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. So I was in National Harbor, Maryland this past week. For those of you not familiar with National Harbor, it is a community that was built in the past decade or so, located slightly further south of Washington, D.C. So when you're driving down 95, you pass Washington, D.C., and then all of a sudden you come upon this really cool community with nice hotels, restaurants, and shops set on the Potomac River across from Alexandria, Virginia, and uh, it's National Harbor, Maryland. So I had to be in Washington, D.C. for work, and my wife and I took the opportunity to spend two nights at the MGM National Harbor, which is a hotel built within the past two years. It opened in the past two years, and I wanted to tell you all about it. So the MGM National Harbor is a very modern hotel. It's very trendy. The valet parking at the hotel, which I took advantage of, was very efficient and quick. It's not cheap. It's $45 a night for valet parking. But if you're staying at the hotel, it really is essential because the self-parking garage is not really located close to the hotel itself. When we checked in, we were greeted by a very nice worker who gave us a room upgrade to a higher floor, and he offered us champagne and mimosas at check-in. So that was a very luxurious thing to do. Uh, the hotel itself, it's interesting because there are not a ton of rooms, but they are extremely nice. They're very clean. They make good use of technology. For example, the bathroom mirror has a built-in light that you activate from touching the mirror. There is a series of buttons that controls all of the lights in the room. If you want to put the Do Not Disturb sign on, you actually hit a button marked Privacy, and a red light comes on outside the door. The bathroom has a double sink has a separate toilet stall, so it's very good for that. And the shower is very nice with a rainfall shower head. Uh, the bed in the room was extremely soft with great sheets and a nice flat-screen Samsung hangs on the wall. And it's really nice because when we checked in, the uh, TV was preset to an aquarium station, which was really awesome. And they had very nice music playing in the room. So it was a very nice atmosphere to check into. And at the MGM National Harbor, you have a spa. You have a very small pool. I would not say it's worth going to for the pool. Uh, there are a significant amount of uh, casino games. The, the casino space is quite large. Table rates were pretty high compared to other hotels that I've been to, but plenty of slots uh, there as well. Uh, there are a series of restaurants. There's an Asian restaurant called Ginger. There's a steakhouse. There's a fish restaurant by the chef Jose Andres. The uh, stores at the hotel never seem to be too crowded, but there is a MGM store, a Sarah Jessica Parker shoe store, a store for men with things that guys would supposedly be into, although I never see any guys in the store. Um, so it's, it's a very nice hotel, and what really stands out about it is that when you check in, the area, which I guess counts as the lobby, is filled with fresh flowers, and really unique decorations. For those of you that have been to the Bellagio in Las Vegas, I would say it's a very, very mini Bellagio. It's nothing like the Bellagio, but it's extremely beautiful with waterfalls and nice uh, structures. There's also a pastry shop right in the that area as well. 
Uh, and they also have, of course, a large theater. Uh, there were no concerts going on when I was there. Roseanne Barr was supposed to be there, but she canceled. But they have upcoming performances by people like Britney Spears, Steve Miller Band, and others. So that's the MGM National Harbor. Before I tell you a little bit more about my trip, uh, any thoughts on the MGM? Have you guys ever stayed at an MGM in any other cities? And what do you think about it? Well, I know I, I've been to an MGM in Vegas before. Um, you know, I thought it was a normal, nice casino hotel nothing too special scott but let me when you checked in you said they gave you mimosas and and something else in the room did you have to request that separately or was that included they actually did not give it to us they offered it to us at check-in okay um and so what in your mind what do you how do you think this hotel compares with something like atlantic city in general the area and all that that's a great question joe Uh, i would say out of the atlantic city hotels that i've stayed at this is similar to the Borgata. Uh, it's got a lighter color scheme than the Borgata. It's a bit brighter than that, but many of the art features are similar. It has a similar vibe to it in terms of the number of restaurants. Maybe there are more shops at this hotel. Um, that's the closest that I could think of in terms of Atlantic City hotels. I actually said when I was on my way home that unless you wanted to see D.C., or Alexandria, Virginia. It may not be worth the trip all the way down there just for a casino experience. If you live in New Jersey or New York or even Massachusetts, it may make sense just to go to AC because now you got Borgata Water Club, the new area at Harrah's, and you have Hard Rock and the uh, Hyatt Ocean Hotel, which is going to be opening up this summer. So you have a lot of nice options there. Okay, did you... um get into old town alexandria or anything like that yes so uh what happened is when we were down there the rain was non-stop it was i've never seen rain like that for so many days consecutively i actually had yankees nationals tickets and the game was of course rained out so uh what we did one day when i finished my work in dc we came back to the hotel for lunch we ate by the way at a really awesome sports bar called tap which was massive with a tremendous amount of beers Uh, on tap like the name of the restaurant suggests and it was just really good with nice service but anyhow after that they said that the rain was going to stop so we ended up going to alexandria virginia we drove there was about a 10 minute drive Mm -hmm. and um of course it rained there so just the weathermen were wrong uh what we did in alexandria we got some ice cream we went to this place i think it's called the torpedo art gallery which is a series it's it's a large building and in the building there are many small art studios so you get to Uh, meet the artists you get to purchase works of art if you're interested and we just went to some of the stores they have down there on king street which is one of the main streets in alexandria virginia how crowded was the hotel sold out hotel was sold out from what they told us and it seemed very crowded very often especially in the mornings the elevators were full of people with luggage there was at least one conference going on at the hotel what were the table rates like very high, very high. So in Atlantic City, you're probably going to be able to find at least a $10 table rate on occasion, maybe, maybe a 5 although that's harder and harder. I would say at the MGM Grand, the lowest rate I saw was $15, and most were 25 mm. And the tables were full. I've noticed that in Atlantic City also, and uh, even in Vegas to some extent that the table rates are actually getting much higher. They start, you know, The starting rate is 15 or 25 now. One of the games that I played that I really liked was an electronic roulette game. And what I loved about it is that your money lasted a long time because you could do dollar bets if you were into that. So I played that for a long time. That's not exactly high-stakes gambling, but it was very fun. It was the last game I played. 
and I ended up playing for quite a while. My money lasted a long time. I still lost, but it was fun. This, rem- this reminds me of the uh, scene in National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation where he goes and plays war and all those <laughs> other games in that back alley casino. I think that's what you're describing right now. <laughs> uh, yes, Joe, my trip was based on that movie. <laughs> So I'll tell you guys a little bit more about what I did when I was down there. Because the Yankees game was rained out, we ended up going to the Palm Restaurant in Washington, which I've been to many times before. For those of you that have not been to the Palm, it has steak, Italian dishes, great seafood. The restaurant was absolutely mobbed, and I had a D.C. celebrity sighting, Major Garrett, who is the White House correspondent for CBS News, was a couple tables down for me. But it was packed. There were birthday celebrations and office gatherings. Uh, it was it was a phenomenal meal. I really, really loved it. Um, Palm is great. Palm and yeah. DC is terrific. Always great management. Always great service. It's it's just the food is fantastic. I'm, I I love it. Just love it. I love going to the Palm everywhere, and and the one in DC is just terrific. Yeah, no, it's a really great uh, great restaurant, and then. Um, The second night of the trip, we so the MGM is not located in downtown National Harbor. It's about a five-minute drive. So what we did was we drove into downtown National Harbor, and we went to dinner at a southern food restaurant called Succotash, which was extremely good. Uh, I had a fried chicken and waffles dish, and my wife had a ribs dish. The appetizers were cornbread and deviled eggs. So it was really phenomenal, and we got a couple of drinks, which included bourbon in there, which is not surprising given that it's a southern restaurant. A very good meal. Uh, I really loved it. I I recommend it tremendously, although I have to be honest and say I prefer the fried chicken at Yardbird in Miami and also at Art Smith's Homecoming in Disney Springs in Walt Disney World. Uh, But Succotash was very, very good. And then we went to check out the Gaylord National Hotel, which is a hotel that we stayed at years ago. This place is absolutely massive. It's affiliated with Marriott. And when you check into the hotel, uh, it has a traditional hotel feel, but they have this enormous type of atrium located there where when you descend from the entrance area, it's almost like you're in a village within the hotel. There are restaurants, including a baseball-themed sports restaurant. There are shops. Uh, There are uh, waterfalls and uh, light shows and all that stuff. Uh, There's also a small arcade, great pools, although the outdoor pool was being renovated. Uh, So if you're not planning on doing much gambling, but you did want to get the uh, National Harbor experience, the Gaylor National is a uh, top hotel, which I would encourage everyone to go to. So uh, I had a great time. I would go back in a heartbeat. Uh, There was a little hiccup one of the days at the MGM National Harbor while we waited for an extremely long time. We needed more towels and shower gel, but they did the right thing and credited us a resort fee for the second night, which was extremely kind. Uh, And I I really love that hotel. I love being down there. Uh, We also, uh, one thing I'll add is we did go to the outlets, which are literally a one-minute drive from the hotel and got some very good stuff. So uh, that was my quick little getaway to National Harbor, Maryland. Sounds like you had a pretty good trip in a short amount of time. You did a lot. We did a lot. Unfortunately, the rain interrupted our plans. We were we had wanted to go to some of the monuments in D.C. and some other places in D.C., but you just had to go with the flow, and uh, we, we did have a tremendous trip. So, Were you, were you able to get to any of the Smithsonian's? Uh, no. <laughs> That's another thing I was planning on doing. I was hoping okay. to go to the National, uh, uh, I guess it's the National Museum of African American History. 
Right. Um, and there were, even though that's a very tough museum to get into because demand is high, there are day of tickets with reserved time slots available, and they had for that day. But I won't even get into it. When I finished my work event, uh, I hadn't even had breakfast yet, and the rain was crazy. So we ended up just coming back to the hotel. Uh, what was really nice was that <clears throat> when we went to the Palm even though it was slight rain outside, the Uber driver came into D.C. and drove right past the Washington Monument in the White House, which was really cool uh, to see that. Even though I've seen it a million times before, it's always a thrill to be right there in D.C. and makes you appreciate the country and our history. I got to get back down there soon. It's uh, It's been a while and I, I, I miss it. It's great down there. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great city. Uh, so much to do. You could literally go for a week and still have stuff to do in terms of the number of museums and sites to see. Uh, oh, and, you know, another thing I'll add, even though we were rained out from the Nationals game, several times on Uber rides, I passed the Washington National Stadium. And the crazy thing is it's they're building up that whole area. And a driver told me that they have a boardwalk there. And there are literally apartment buildings right across the street to the, from the stadium. I mean, you could, you could be inside the stadium within 15 seconds. Wow, that's great. So That's I thought cool. I thought that was very cool. Is you that didn't a, go to the exorcist? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Neil. You didn't go to the exorcist steps this trip? No, I've I've been there before. Uh, that's in the Georgetown area. We were there together. You didn't go to the airport to see the Yankees spend the night? <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would actually have been the most amazing trip. <laughs> no, but had I known that they were stranded at the hotel, I would have easily kicked my wife out and offered the room to the team. I would have left myself. <laughs> I need Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton to continue to be productive, so I would have given them my room. <laughs> so uh, let's talk some royal wedding, which is something oh, that yes. we have to talk about. Uh, Joe, why don't you kick off this part of the show? So as everybody I'm sure knows, uh, this past weekend was the royal wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They got married in, uh, in England. And the world was watching, a huge interest in this event, uh, myself included, Scott as well. Most people know all the details already. I cannot go to any news sites or uh, TV shows without seeing something about this wedding still. And uh, I just want, you know, I thought it was important that we talk about it because it's like pretty much the social event of the year right now. Uh, so, Scott, what, what do you think? Uh, why do people have such an interest in this? Uh, Joe, let me ask. Are you asking an interest in the wedding or just the royal family in general? Let's start with the royal family in general. You know, that's something I have thought a lot about, especially in light of this royal wedding. Why are people so fascinated with them? We've all thought this. We've all thought about this, Scott. And I, I think there's a couple of reasons for it. Uh, one, in terms of people who live in the United States being fascinated with the royal family, uh, we do have a very close relationship with England. They're our greatest ally. We uh, share a lot in common with them, whether it be uh, certain values and also certain interests, like we like the same movies and music and some of the same sports and all of that stuff. I think that as a result of that, we're, of course, interested in what happens in England, and there's nothing bigger than the royal family. Uh, two, we don't have a royal family here in America, despite what people may say. You see people say that, oh, the Kardashians are the royal family, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Those people are out of their minds. That's not the case at all. And I think people kind of secretly want a royal family to have, whether so that they could say, oh, we, I, we have a queen, we have a prince, we have a princess. And, of course, we turn to the English royal family for that. And then, of course, there's the whole – it's just a very interesting thing. 
to learn about the history of the royal family and the order of succession to the throne and what's involved and the way the royals are treated in England and around the world. Uh, and then finally, of course, just from a purely celebrity perspective, they're in the news all the time. They're fashion icons, particularly the women of the royal family. And if you're interested in pop culture and celebrity culture, you're going to pay attention to the English royal family. That's quite a succinct uh, description. I, I'm, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, what about you? What do you have to why are you interested in the royal family for, for you personally? What, what interests you the most? I think I just think they're great. I, I I like the whole idea of a royal family. I like the you know the the British monarchy system, and uh, you know Will and Kate are great. I think they really put a lot of new life back into the monarchy. Uh, a lot of people are really in support of it now, especially in England, whereas for a, a lot of years uh, people were down on the monarchy, if you will. And it's in all the you know they're in all the magazines, they're in all the news sites. It's just something you can't really get away from, and it's just it's interesting to watch them. Uh, you know, they look like they just have a great life. I think it's also part of the fantasy that we're alive. A lot of people like the Royal family as well, mm -hmm. which is, you know, we're a little bit removed from them over in America. And, uh, when you watch them, it's, you know, a lot of people, not, not really for me, honestly, but I think for a lot of people, it's something that they want to be. It's the, the romanticized version of a king and a queen and a prince and a princess. They live in a castle. It, it's literally what you think about when you read stories of a monarchy. So I, it's, it's just really interesting. It's great. And I, I'm just, I love watching them. What was your reaction when you found out that Prince Harry was going to be marrying an American actress who was a divorcee? Joe? Honestly, I didn't really think about it at all uh, because that he was marrying a divorcee from America. It, to me, it was uh, not even an issue. And I think that's actually pretty great since one of the, you know the exact same thing happens you know in the 30s and the king had to give up his throne uh to marry an american divorcee and it just shows how the monarchy has uh modernized a little bit uh trying to get with the times and people don't even really think about it i don't think uh i didn't now were you guys familiar with Meghan markle before this whole thing did you know who she was or no i had heard the name um i'm not i'm not a fan of suits the show she was on but I've I've heard her name in some of the magazines, not not very often. She was relatively unknown, but obviously that's changed since then. Yeah, I, I did not know who she was. I kind of knew the name. I'd heard of the show Suits. Uh, the crazy thing is that now that she's become a member of the royal family, she's had to give up her acting. She had a large social media presence. She posted a lot on uh, social media websites, had a, had a particular website. I think it was related to female empowerment or something like that, and that had to be shut down because once you become a royal, that's it. You're a royal, and you have to adhere to those protocols. So let, let's talk a little bit about the wedding itself. Uh, Joe, I would like your reaction to Prince Charles walking Meghan Markle down the aisle in light of the... I mean, there's no easier way to say it, the craziness surrounding her, her father's situation and so forth. What's your take on this? Well, you know, the official word was her father's recovering from surgery and couldn't make the trip. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, but I thought it was nice. I mean, she she walked halfway with him and then she walked the rest of the way by herself. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought they did it very nicely and it was good of him to step up and do that for her. And I think it also just showed that she was welcomed in the family. Yeah. Uh, you know. So that people could see that and, and, and be okay with it, if you will. I thought it was great. Um, now, in terms of the ceremony itself, one of my favorite moments from the whole thing was when a uh, choir from England sang Stand By Me. 
<laughs> which I thought was absolutely great. The performance was amazing. That stood out. Uh, uh, Megan is, of course, biracial, and there were some elements of the ceremony that reflected her African-American heritage, which was very cool. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a really nice ceremony. Uh, you could tell, I think, that Harry was a little bit nervous, which is not surprising. I mean, I was thinking about what it must be like to be getting married and oh. to know that it's on all the major networks and millions of people are watching you. Uh, that kind of reminds me of your wedding, Joe, but it's a little different, too. We had more people there. <laughs> Did you wear your uniform, too? <laughs> This has been discussed a little bit tonight, but Harry is a veteran, as William is, of the British services, Royal Sur uh, Armed Services. And I saw video footage last night on CBS that I had never seen before of him being interviewed, I guess, when he was in Afghanistan. And there were... You saw it, Joe? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and, I've seen that video. Before. And in the middle of it, I guess, air raid sirens go off and you see people running and then he immediately joins them. I mean, he is a heroic person and uh, to be commended for his service. He didn't use his royal um, status to get out of serving, which is uh, to be commended. So I, I really like Prince Harry tremendously. I think he's a good role model. And just like William and Kate, I think him and Meghan represent something for young people uh, to aspire to. So uh, before we conclude this discussion, any final thoughts on the royal wedding? Uh, Joe. Well, on the wedding itself, I thought it was great. I mean, I was ex extremely interested in the months leading up to it. I was waiting for this. Um, <laughs> and my wife, even more so. I can't even uh, or overstate that. It was just, you know, the amount of interest in this leading up to it was great. Uh, it was, was unbelievable. The wedding was great. I really enjoyed watching it and the whole sense of pageantry and how beautiful everything was in the church. And um, I wish I was in that party at the, uh, you know, the nighttime party. I, I can't even imagine yep. what that was like. It's, it, that would be a dream to be there. Um, and I think Harry has done a good job of rehabbing his image from what he used to be when he was a kid, you know, a teenager and, and in his 20s. And, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a good thing for everybody involved. Hopefully uh, it, it works out for everyone. I, I, I'll finish the segment by just saying that I thought it was a great ceremony. It was extremely exciting. There were some moments where I literally got chills watching on TV, like when they uh, approached the church for the ceremony, the pageantry, the, the uh, people in the that were lining the streets. And then after the ceremony, when they were on their carriage ride approaching uh, the, I guess it was considered, it's considered a castle or a palace that they were going to. And uh, they passed the crowds and just this long drive up to that uh, building was really remarkable to see. I, I spent a lot of time also thinking about Princess Diana, uh, who uh, was Harry's mother and uh, tragically couldn't be there for this. I have many memories when I was younger of watching Harry and William during that terrible time. Um, and they handled themselves with poise and grace. Uh, so I, and I'm happy that Harry has found uh, happiness here. So we wish Harry and Megan all the best. If they ever want to come on the podcast, we'll be glad to have them on. Maybe they're uh, Disney and theme park fans. <laughs> so we could get their thoughts on Galaxy's uh, Edge or whatever it is that's coming to <laughs> Disney World for Star Wars. But um, very good. So now we're going to turn it over to our uh, very popular Stuff We Love segment. Let's talk about some stuff we love. Uh, Joe, you want to go first? Sure. Um, what, I, what I want to talk about for the Stuff We Love segment is uh, a new-ish uh, coffee table book. And this is a great book. It's called Dark City 
the real Los Angeles noir. And it's by a guy named Jim Hyman. And it came out probably about a month ago. Um, actually, exactly a month ago uh, from the day that we're recording this. And it's really about uh, the crime stories of Los Angeles between 1920 and 1960. It, it's more of a coffee table sized book. So, the, it, you know, it's very well done, obviously. You, the pictures in the book are vintage pictures of L.A. during that time. Talks. There's news uh, articles, news clippings of murder investigations, and uh, you know, backroom gambling parlors and nightclubs, and just what Los Angeles was like from 19, you know, from those 40 years from the 20s to the 60s. And uh, it's it's actually a really great book. It's the thing I want to talk about for stuff we love. Uh, check it out. It's called Dark City. Uh, and Joe, uh, that's did you get it on Amazon? I got an Amazon. Yeah, I heard about this when it was coming, like before it had come out. It was on a, a lot of lists for one of the you know best coffee table and, and large format books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really anticipating this, and uh, it actually is great. Uh, that's very awesome. Great, great recommendation, uh, Neil. Well, this past week I uh, purchased uh, the Beats wireless um, uh, headphones for working out. What, what are the, what's the exact model? That's the Beats Power um, Beats uh, Wireless Three. Power Beats Three. That's it, Power Beats 3. Um, I got uh, – uh, I, I picked them up, and I, I just love working out on them. The battery power is great. Um, the fit is awesome. Uh, the sound is terrific. And it's just uh, – for working out, I just find it to be the absolute ideal headphones. And uh, obviously, there's uh, uh, some less expensive ones online on Amazon, and I've had those. And um, and they, they work as well, but I do find the fit, the sound, uh, everything here just uh, to be a little bit – uh, uh, a little bit of higher quality and the comfort, especially. So, uh, that's my uh, my item for the week. Nice, great item, Neil. Great item, and I, I actually got those same headphones. I worked out with them today on the Peloton. I absolutely love them. So, great choice uh, for my stuff. We love this week. Uh, I'm going to mention actually two real quick. Uh, speaking of Royal Family on Netflix, the series The Crown, uh, which just released its second season a couple months ago. Uh, I haven't watched a second season yet, but I love season one. It gives you some background on Queen Elizabeth's rise to power and what it's like to be a member of the royal family. And then I'll mention the Beatles channel on Sirius XM. That's channel 18. The reasoning, I'm, the reason I'm mentioning it today for Stuff We Love is because a couple days ago, May 18th, the station celebrated its one-year anniversary on the air. Uh, it's a very popular station. Uh, it... Uh, has a variety of Beatles related programming including original shows and it's a place where you could go to not just hear the music of the Beatles but also uh, songs by each member of the group after the band broke up so you hear Wings, Paul Solo Career, uh, John Solo Career and so forth so it's really uh, a great station and I enjoy it tremendously. Thanks so much everyone for tuning into this week's episode uh, I encourage all of you to follow us on social media we are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod. We are on Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page. Please go there and like it and check out our posts. Our website is www.stuffwelovepodcast.com. You could read about the hosts. You could check out all of our episodes. And we have a products page where we link to some of the stuff that we talk about on the show. Uh, we'll do that uh, for sure after this episode as well. 
Uh, we also have a blog on the website, which we have a couple of entries on. We're going to have more in the near future. If you want to write to us, we're at stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us those five-star reviews on iTunes. They are much appreciated. And I want to uh, conclude this episode by giving a special shout-out to Christy, who is a listener uh, of the show. I ran into her, and I saw her today, and uh, she gave me a hug and said that she's a subscriber to the podcast. So thank you for tuning in, and maybe one day you'll be on the show to talk some Disney, because I know you're a big Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. That's great. So let's go around the table. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Neil. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast. <laughs>